بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We praise and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we send our choices salutations upon our master Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam May Allah be pleased with all of us the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the Tab'at Tabi'een, the Salaf al-Salihin, Imamun al-Muttaqeen, وَمَنْ تَبِعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينِ And those who have followed them in their beautiful example, and we ask Allah that He makes us from amongst those till the end of our lives. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. At the end of the 21st Jews, coming into the 22nd Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And going into the 22nd Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elaborates in terms of the characteristics and the qualities that the wife of a prophet of a prophet of the Nabi should have. And if we remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The Prophet is higher in rank and authority than any individual. And in the narration he says, Nobody has believed until I become more beloved to him. Until I'm more beloved to him than his wealth, than his children, than all of creation, until I become more beloved to him, that man hasn't brought true belief. That woman hasn't brought true belief. And the woman, they are the mothers of the ummah, the mothers of the believers. And so the Prophet ﷺ is our guide for the males. And his wives is a guide or are guides for the females. Does this make sense? It does. It does make sense because this is how the system of Allah works. A father would guide his children, a mother would guide her children. Both would guide when the opportunity would arise. But generally, when there are certain things that are of a lady-like nature, you don't go to your father. If you're a girl, you go to your mom. And if there are certain things that are of a male nature, you go to your dad. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins and he says, Ya ayyuhan nabi, what had happened was, There was an expedition, and the Muslims are victorious, and a and, and, and lot of mal, a lot of wealth had come into the Baytul Mal. And as a result of this, <clears throat> the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, this wealth was being distributed. So the intention was that if the wealth was being distributed amongst people, maybe we could also get a share of that wealth. We now take a few steps back. It is mentioned that the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, their homes were almost always empty. Their homes were almost always empty. As a, a, a guest comes to the Prophet ﷺ and he says, I need food and a place to sleep. The Prophet ﷺ asks, go to my homes, the, the, the homes of my wives, and ask them if there's anything to serve. So they go to the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, the six. Nobody's got anything, subhanAllah. Not one home of the Nabi of Allah has any food. 
So we have to understand this in a context. It's just not that they were desirous of dunya. Secondly, it is mentioned that um, they were given their stipend from the Baytul Mal. So they would, they, they would be given a provision and the provision that they, were, they, that they were given would be sufficient for a few months. But the sunnah Nabi that was upon them was so great and he would say that if something was in my home, if there's gold in my home, the size of Uhud, the night wouldn't come except that I would have distributed it. This is the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. A man comes to him and he says, uh, give me something. So the Prophet ﷺ says, all of these animals that are here, you can take them. The man says, I didn't come for you to make fun of me, to mock at me. I came to get something. He said, that's it. This man goes back to his people and he says, oh people, believe in this man for I have met a man who doesn't fear poverty. His religion must be true. So this is what we are basing ourselves on. The fact that they generally didn't have. If they did have, they would give it away. So when the desire had come for this dunya, it was not necessarily a desire that wanted to make them great in the dunya. Okay? It was a desire perhaps of an individual that sees something, likes it, momentarily gets inclined, but that was not good in the court of Allah. Allah didn't want that to happen. Allah wished that they had absolutely no attraction to dunya. And there's a reason coming. So Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nabiyyu, qul li azwajika. Say to your wives, in kuntunna turidna al-hayat al-dunya, wazinataha, First, in kuntunna turidna Allah wa rasulahu wa dar al-akhirah, if you desire Allah and the Messenger of Allah and the last day, <coughs> the hereafter, فَإِنَّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَعَدَّ لِلْمُحْسِنَاتِ Allah will prepare for those who are good amongst you. A great reward. Allah will prepare. This is, imagine the preparation from Allah. وَإِنْ كُنْتُنَّ تُرِدْنَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتْهَا But if you desire that which is the temporary abode, and the beautification of this very temporary abode. Then come. We'll give you, but then we'll overlook you. And then you'll have to move on. And so we learn a great lesson from this. As Sulaiman had said, we should never at the cost of deen get some dunya. Because that's not how the system works. Don't sell deen because of dunya. Don't sell deen because of dunya, even if you are in that situation. Deen is the greatest commodity that any man can have. Because deen is from Allah. Yes, there will be tests in deen. But it doesn't mean that if you are on deen, that deen is bad. It doesn't mean that if people in the name of deen do wrong things, that the deen is bad. A scholar said, don't judge the deen because of its followers. Okay? Deen is deen. In a deen and Allah islam So the Prophet ﷺ gave them the opportunity and said, go home, discuss. They said, no. How can we even think about it? We choose Allah and we choose the Prophet of Allah happily. Allah goes on to the 22nd Jews and he says, now this is opening up with regard to character, values that the Muslim woman needs to have. 
But if the woman needs to have values, then the husband needs to have values too. You can't have one with values, one without values. But nonetheless, Allah is addressing the Muslim woman. وَمَنْ يَقْنُتْ مِنْكُنَّ لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتَعَمَلْ صَالِحًا The one who is subservient amongst you for Allah and His Messenger and you do good deeds. Now remember, this applies directly to the wives of the Prophet but they are an example for the woman. And you do good deeds and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we have prepared for them ajran kabira a great reward this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I when I read this ayah I become so proud every ayah actually is one that should make us but this particular ayah is one almost as if Allah is addressing the whole world who have a problem with our Muslim sisters. Having said that, I don't have a problem. Just to digress. I don't have, the, I don't have a problem if the Western world mocks at a Muslim. Because that is what they've been doing throughout the ages. They see a Muslim with a beard, they mock. They see a Muslim with a, they call this a dress, they mock. They see a Muslim with perhaps a sister that's covered, they mock. So I don't have a problem with that because that is something which has been through the ages. What I can't fathom is when a Muslim mocks a Muslim. What I can't understand is when my brother, when my sister looks down upon me because of the sunnah that I'm keeping. Subhanallah. So to all of the people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala almost addresses them all. Ya nisa he says, O oh wives, O oh woman, Nisa is woman, a woman of the Nabi, Lastunna, you'll never be. Not you are not, you will never be like any other woman. You are not an ordinary being. This is Allah talking. If you want to adopt that which is woman like qualities, this is advice. This is advice, uh, these are advices we must give to our daughters. Then do not in any way be provocative in your speech. <laughs> now look at how Allah is addressing the issue of shame, haya. Allah doesn't say do not be provocative in your dressing because he already has addressed that in the 15 Jews where he said don't go close to zina. Allah says don't be provocative don't provoke men with your speech. Okay? Sometimes, you know, you phone uh, and person is on the other side and they, uh, hi, good afternoon. And you're like, why? You forget what you phone to order also. <laughs> and, uh, and then subhanAllah, um, now, now you want to know, how does this person look? Because they sound wow. But when you come, you say, how? <laughs> okay. When a person gives you water, the dua is saqiyan. Saqaqallahum saqiyan. The dua is saqiyan. May Allah give you to drink as you've given me to drink. Amen. So, <clears throat> this voice is a bad thing. 
it's a good thing that's bad also. Sometimes it can be deceiving. So Allah says, don't do that. Don't do that. Because when a man speaks, a man by his nature, he hunts. A man by his nature hunts. Okay? The women are the hunted. It doesn't make them bad. But naturally, we want to go after beautiful things. So if there's the first beautiful people, sorry, beautiful people, we are not animals. But if there's that first step, and this is Allah saying it, a man which generally has that inclination, okay? Um, you very rarely would find a man that's walking in a bazaar, in a shopping center. Very rarely you'd find a man that's with a tasbih and he's, you know, subhanallah, subhanallah. In all probability, he's like one, two, three. <laughs> Allah protect us. Anyway, so... <laughs> So this is men, you know. This is the sickness of the sickness we're talking about. And we'd like to discuss it, inshallah. As I said in a few, maybe probably on Monday, the harms of porn, the harms of open and lewdness. May Allah save us all. So he says, You will cause that sickness to become ignited. But at the same time, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be uh, in a manner that's disrespectful. So if somebody knocks at the door, for example, and they say, any, any menfolk home? You say, no, but you can come inside. <laughs> if there's no menfolk home, don't, you don't need to come inside. No, no, I say, no, there's nobody here. Ulama say, actually, they should change their tone a bit. They should change their tone even a bit because you're not speaking to somebody who is halal to speak to. You can speak within the parameters of that which is permissible, but don't create a scenario that would promote something else. And then Allah speaks about that which is true hijab. We all assume that hijab, may Allah grant us the ability. I said the other day, there's different, uh, there's different levels, okay? And perhaps those who mock the, the, the Muslim sisters, you should be proud actually. Because... Uh, let me tell you how it works in the, I think in the karate world. <clears throat> and this is how we should uh, base our analogy. The day, the day we start wearing, subhanAllah, the day we stop wearing shorts, right? And you're wearing a trouser that's below the knees or a skirt that's below the knees, that's like a white belt. If you want to call it that. The day you move on a bit further, it's like a brown belt, right? The more you cover, the more belts you get the more you're being recognized by Allah. Okay? Eventually, when you reach the ultimate, <clears throat> then it's true, you are a ninja. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, subhanallah, they're just affirming what Allah said. So, sometimes we need to take things on the lighter side. Of course. And, and subhanallah, I've trained to be where I am. What have you done? All that you've done is used your silly intellectual capacity to judge me. Don't judge me because you're not me. I'm comfortable with being who I am. You're not comfortable because you can't desire that which I haven't shown you. And so you call me names. But anyway, this is where I am. I'm great. So can you be me? You're talking about the other. Can you be me? Can you be me? You can never be me. Subhanallah. And that should be our approach. 
that you can never be me. Why must I be? You worship, but you worship. Why must I worship that? This is me, it's Islam. I'm going through customs. If they don't want me to go into your country, like I was born somewhere also, you'll send me back. That's all that can happen. And in the Lillah, the earth is big. You don't have to travel to many countries. That's not the maqsad. If you can't get in, Allah will reward you because of the fact that subhanallah, you decided to travel in the manner that you did decide. If you're going with other garments, etc. because you have work and you have real intentions that are good, I mean, those are besides the point. I'm talking about if you have tawakkul, absolute reliance. And you say that, never mind, taqwa is going to determine how I go into this and what happens. Whatever it might be, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to represent, I'm going to represent the deen of Islam. So You're not like any other believers. You're not like any other woman. You're different. You said to your daughter, you're not, you're not like, a, you're a special child. You're somebody who Allah has chosen. What is this actual parda? The actual parda for, for men and women. For men and women. They said that when the Prophet ﷺ did not have tasks to do outside, he was inside. That's parda. There were two women who were, in the, who were in the presence of a blind Sahabi. And they had their, they had their, their, their veils and their garb dropped a bit. So the Prophet ﷺ said, why aren't you making parda? So they said, O oh, Prophet of Allah, he's blind. So he said, Are you blind? He's blind, but are you blind? So he might not be attracted because of what he can't see, but you'll be attracted. So you adhere to that which is necessary. Lower your gaze, do those things which are necessary, which won't incline you to that which is haram. So parda and hijab and all of these words, they sometimes you hear them and it sounds like three days and 10 days and 40 days and so you want to run away from it but it's not it's a concept okay like ihram ihram is a concept and people hear ihram and already they're they, they fearing hajj it's a concept and if once we get our heads around it it becomes easier so parda is remain in your homes you don't have to go for coffee every day i'm not saying that it's wrong or that it's right or that the coffee is nice or not nice that's not my business I'm saying if there's no need to do it, right? Have coffee at home. I'm saying if there's no need to do it, invite your sisters home. If you preserve your chastity, even the men, because of Allah, scholars say at that time when you preserve your chastity for the fear of Allah and any dua that you make, Allah will accept it. Any dua. Because one of the greatest challenges is zina. So, after work, go home. The Prophet ﷺ used to advise these sahaba, after Isha, go sleep. So there's nothing that can encourage you to do that, which is haram. So that is the actual part of May Allah grant us the ability and the understanding. And that is why Allah says, in al-Muslimin wal-Muslimat, wal-Mu'minin, these, these rules do not only apply to the sisters, it applies to the brothers as well. In the 22nd Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how we need to send salutations upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we say Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad ya barik wa sallim coming to the end of Surah Al-Ahzab 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about amana, a trust that was placed upon people. The amana, what was this amana? The amana that was placed was, would you believe in Allah? Would you follow the commands of Allah? Would you then take on the responsibility of being answerable in the court of Allah? This is what Allah wished. So it was presented to the heavens that will give you this responsibility, but on qiyamah you must answer. So the heaven said, no, 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 فَأَبَيْن And they mighty. The jibal, the mountains were given the responsibility. They said, no, no, no. We will stay away. The ard was given the responsibility. They said, فَأَبَيْنَا يَحْمِلْنَهَا وَأَشْفَقْنَا And they didn't refuse because they were rude. They refused because they understood the enormity of the task. And here comes insan. Insan is, mashallah, insan is... Uh, He's a creation of, creation of Allah, but he's very close to Allah. Because Allah has almost fashioned him. We'll discuss that tomorrow, inshallah. How Allah has fashioned the being. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has... Because Allah says, we have fashioned him. We have molded him. We have placed him. We put skin over him. We created... This is Allah taking every detail to a minute detail. In terms of creation. It almost seems as if Allah was present for every skin. The only thing that was missing was the doctor said, so you see Allah there? You see Allah? But the truth is, there's a heartbeat, there's Allah. There's a limb, there's Allah. There's another limb, there's Allah. There's an eye, there's Allah. There's another eye, there's a head, that's Allah. That's the truth of the matter. We'll discuss it tomorrow, inshallah. So insan, he came along and Allah said, look, this is the response. Actually, it wasn't like this, brothers. I'm just saying this. So this is the task would you worship me? And you'll just give answering, you'll tell me if it's okay. So sometimes what happens is, I see somebody, I like somebody, right? Um, and the person says, would you, uh, tell me, is it possible for you to go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't worry for you anything. You say, look, let me, no, 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 don't worry. Now afterwards, you realize that, wait a minute, the guy wants your car. <laughs> And you and I are in a bit of a problem. So Allah said to Insan, here's the amana, here's the trust. Would you be able to fulfill? They say, yes, Allah will do it. We'll do it, no problem. Allah says, That this Insan, because of the love and the muhabba for Allah, he did all of this just to attain that which was the closeness to Allah. That's why he did it. But he didn't understand that it's enormous. And that is why Allah says, ظَلُومًا jahula." He's an ignorant person who has oppressed himself. Yes, the responsibility was for him, right? But he took on something that was so majestic that Allah Jalla wa'ala makes mention of it in the Qur'an. That كانت... So it's Allah making mention of every servant. As you sit here, you are included in this verse. That the individual who has made one rakat for Allah has done it because he's included himself in fulfilling the responsibility. And Allah says, Because Allah wants to punish those who are bad. And forgive those who are good. And uh, the mercy of Allah is something which is all extending because of this love that we have for Allah and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
On the day of Qiyamah, ulama say, and they make mention of a few things that will happen. And uh, tomorrow is Thursday. <laughs> tomorrow is Thursday. Saturday, subhanAllah. So you, inshallah, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Because I have to cover something. It's very, very important. You have, plus, you have to go home. Your wife will ask you, where were you? And you have to say lots of things. You can't just say you're late for no reason. There'll be people on the day of Qiyamah. Two people. It'll be told to them, incident told to me again by my father. You get the picture that he spoke to me a lot, eh? But he spoke to the other brothers also. <laughs> Speak to your children, inshallah. There'll be two people on the day of Qiyamah. Allah will say, right, you, Jahannam. Okay? You, Jahannam. So the first one, the mercy, the muhabba, the love, the connection. Seek Allah and He'll find you. Even if it's at some time, whenever it might be. Even if it's later in life, that's what we say. So the first one, when he hears this, he'll walk a little and then he'll turn and look, look at Allah. And then he'll walk a little and then he'll turn and then he'll walk a little and he'll turn and this thing will carry on, you know, it'll, it'll be a process that is continuous. Just before he gets to Jahannam, Allah will call him back. SubhanAllah. And the second one, when Allah says, Jahannam, before the gun even goes off for the dash, he's almost in Jahannam. So Allah will say, come, come, come back here, come back. So Allah will ask the first one, my command is my command. I commanded you to be that individual who is destined for Jahannam, right? So it's my command, I'm Malik, I'm the owner, I told you to do what you have to do. You couldn't question that. So, I mean, why did you look back? He said, Allah, because I was fully aware that you have mentioned at many places that one should never be despondent in the mercy of Allah. Perhaps today, even whilst the decision has been made, I was thinking that this is my Allah. And this is the same Rahim, Ghafoor, Karim Allah. And maybe as I turn around, like a child who's been disciplined, maybe as I turn around, just maybe, the father will say, all right, come, come, you can come and eat again. Maybe, just maybe, that may Allah will have mercy upon me. He said, Allah, that's why I kept on turning. Allah will say, if there is your thought of me, then go for you, is Jannah. The other one, Allah will say, I told you to go to, Jannah, to, to, to Jahannam. You ran like it was a field trip. Oh, <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening here? They say, Allah, in my whole life, I never ever obeyed you. I know that. So today, I thought for the first time ever, let me listen to one of your commands. And that is why I did what I did. Allah said, if there is the intention you did it with, then go for you is Jannah also. Why? This amana that we took on with Allah, this deal, and Allah knows it's hard. So an assignment that's very hard that the teacher gives, subhanAllah, to the pupils, but the teacher knows that those pupils are dedicated. What happens? What happens? They mark it, not with a hard pen. They give you a second chance. They make sure that they comfort you. They make sure that you're okay. This is Allah. 
This is Allah that gives us chances every day. This is the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we sin, He leaves it covered. He doesn't fail us. He doesn't put our sins right out there. Subhanallah, this is the Allah we're talking about. The Allah who is majestic in His nature. And all of this is because of this amana that we took on. We said, Allah, we're ready. We're ready. We didn't even know what we're ready for. <laughs> Worship and Jannah, we knew, we said, Allah, we're ready. Am I your Lord? Yes, Allah, you are our Lord. You know, yeah, Allah, we, you're the man. Yeah, Allah, you're the man. <laughs> you're the being, and anything, anything you say. So Allah is so pleased with that individual that he followed without questioning. Before he was even in creation, he answered. When he was in creation, he answered. He's trying to answer even though he's making mistakes. How can I punish him? How can I punish that man who constantly and consistently is turning to me? There's an, another tale of an individual who for 70 years worships an idol. And you know, every day they get up and they, they, they sing and they chant, etc. Um, whatever they chant, right? But I, I always say these people that have their chants, that, that are worshipping their gods uh, besides Allah, they should make a few nice ones. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, if you're praising somebody, it should be nice. It, it, it can't be like something that you don't want to listen to. Allah don't make us listen to music, I mean. So uh, every day, he's on an island and he's worshipping. Oh my idol, ya sanam, ya sanam, oh sanam, oh sanam. Sanam is an idol, you know. So one day, one moment of the day, one second, instead of saying sanam, he says samad. Samad, Allah is samad, Allah's quality. In the heavens above, Allah answers, what is it that you want, my servant? Seventy years. Seventy years, you count the seconds. One second, one slip of the tongue. Allah says, what is you? And the angels say, Allah, the man, 70 years, called somebody besides you. One day, one minute of the day, one second of that minute, by mistake also called your name, and you're answering, Allah says, I am somebody, if I don't answer, who will answer? This is Allah. Why? Amana, the relationship with Allah. So this is where we have to find Allah. Seek Allah. Seek Allah in our mistakes. He'll find us in the forgiveness that we ask Him. Seek Allah in the good that He allows us to do. He'll find us. May Allah grant us the understanding. On the 20th, uh, the 20th, in the 23rd juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the sun. Uh, and Allah jalla wa ala says, وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لَهَا ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ This... This particular ayah, Allah says, the sun, it moves. Tajri jara means to move. Okay? And it means jara to move like in stages. There's a movement, there's no stopping in it. There's a continuous movement. And it's moving. It's moving in an orbit that has been set for it by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the sun. وَالْقَمَرَ قَدَّرُنَاهُ مَنَازِلَ حَتَّى عَادَكَ الْعُرْجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ And subhanallah, the moon, Allah says, we have calculated, قَدَّرْنَا تَقْدِيرِ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْ This is Allah's calculation. So imagine if Allah is sorting the sun out, 
And if Allah is sorting the moon out, and if Allah is sorting the stars out, and if Allah is sorting the asteroids out, and if Allah is sorting the galaxy out, and the Milky Way out, and the angels out, and the jinn out, and the earth out, and everything else, and Allah says, Insan has been made in the best mold. You think Allah won't sort you out? You're not last. Allah will sort you out first. Sometimes we think, hey, when will my turn come? It's not about when will your turn come. Your number was called long time ago. You just never heard the call. Your number was called long time ago. And it's called every day. It's not only called on the big nights. I say a big night is a night when a person changes. That's a big night. That's the biggest night of your life. You're about to enter the club and you fear Allah. That's the biggest night of your life. You're about to make zina and you fear Allah. That's the biggest night of your life. You're about to do haram. You fear Allah. That's the biggest night. Nonetheless, so the sun has an orbit. Right? It moves in a motion that has been set for it. And the moon has a calculation. Now, it's beautiful that Allah speaks about the sun moving and the moon having a calculation. And the calculation of the moon in terms of the various stages, the waxing stage and the waning stage and the gibbous waxing and the gibbous waning, etc. May Allah reward my uh, standard three or four teacher. Okay? And may Allah give a hidayah. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. I used to listen sometimes. So... Uh, Allah says, it returns like a date, that it's an old date. Now if you study the moon pattern, you'll find that it starts and then the crescent and then it becomes a full moon until it becomes something that is absolutely nothing. And then the, 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 the rotation starts again. It moves from one side to the other side. So we first start with the sun. And before we start with the sun, we go quickly to a surah that is known as the comforting surah. For the Prophet amongst the two, Surah Duha and Surah Al-Nashrah. What does Allah say in Surah Al-Nashrah? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, So again, this incident, a teacher told my dad. My dad told me, Subhanallah, right? Um, and he says, Allah says to the Prophet we will raise your name for you. So already we have seen that there's no man who has lived. Like the Prophet ﷺ, except his name is mentioned, right? But sometimes people talk about other things. Not every day, everybody is talking about him. This is the reality. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will raise for you your name, right? The hadith of Bukhari says, every day, when the sun rises in the east, tajri li mustaqarrillaha. For that which is ordained by it, avoid by Allah. When it rises in the east, it rises with the permission of Allah. Hadith in Bukhari. When it sets in the west, it sets only with the permission of Allah. When it rises back again from the east, it rises with the permission of Allah. We understand that? Okay. It is also mentioned that one day close to Qiyamah, permission won't be granted. And then the sun will rise from the west. That is how it will happen. Scientists can tell us all differently. This is the reality. It's mentioned in the hadith. That one day this is what will happen. So anyway, we take this mustaqar. This which is a system. This which is a calculation for it. 
If we take the geoid shape of the earth, round and bulging at the sides, one will find that subhanallah, at any given moment in the world, okay, at any given moment in the world, the sun is rising and the sun is setting. That's the balance. The sun is rising and the sun is setting. That is why Allah says, يُكَوِّرُ layla." It's wrapped up. That's, that's Allah talks about it's wrapped. It says the night gets wrapped up by the day and the day gets wrapped up by the night. How it's happening? This way. Okay? Or that way. Whichever way it might be. So the sun is rising and the sun is setting. And with every motion and movement of the sun, at any place in the dunya, a time of salah will be setting in and as a result of the time of Salah setting in, what will happen? The Adhan will be given. That's the reality. Okay? If it's Fajr here, it's Aisha there. If it's Fajr there, it's Aisha here. That's, that's just how it works. So that means, subhanAllah, whilst the sun is taking permission from Allah for this motion to continuously happen, first thing is, it means that the sun in its orbit is taking permission from Allah every second of the day. Subhanallah. The sun is taking permission from Allah and Allah says, Everything praises Allah, we don't understand its praise. Right? So it's taking permission from Allah every second, every split second. And when the Adhan time sets in, that means the name of the Nabi is resonating in every part of the dunya every second of the day. And Allah says, Subhanallah, the sun is for you, the moon is for you, the earth is for you, the animals are for you, flowers are for you, roses are for you, food is for you, stars are for you. The boats are for you, ships are for you, valleys are for you, trees are for you, bubble, uh, the, the leaves are for you, pens are for you, intellect is for you. All of this is for you, you become for Allah. <clears throat> These things are all for the Prophet Okay? In honor of him And thus, at every moment in the day, His name is being raised and elevated. Whether people will draw caricatures, Cartoons, people will dishonor him, swear at him, tease him, people will speak bad about Islam, regardless, in that same place, at some point or the other, Adhan will be called. The place where they're drawing cartoons, Adhan is called. The place where they're drawing cartoons, Salah is being read. In communist Russia, there were huffas that were made underground. Subhanallah. When they attacked Sham, Syria, Palestine, Subhanallah. They lost, but they were gaining people. They were gaining people in terms of huffaz, etc. And all of this is bringing the remembrance of the Prophet alive. So it doesn't matter what people do. The system of Allah is that His Nabi will always be high above everybody else. And the second point and the more important point for us to realize is if the Nabi is always going to be high above, and he's going to be above all that which are challenges. And his behavior has demonstrated to us 
that if you behave like him sallallahu alayhi wasallam you'll be above that which is reproach above that which is bad manners which is bad temper if we understand that and if we subhanallah rise to the occasion then just like these things were subservient to him the thing that will happen is not like on that scale but the thing that will happen is when you leave when you live this dunya people will talk about you and when you leave this dunya people will constantly and continuously talk about you all from the lesson of the sun and the moon the sun and the moon creation of allah he said one day if allah has to put the sun in one hand and the moon in one hand what an example if if allah had to do it it's not if allah had to do it allah had already done it subservient to him okay he said i wouldn't have given up because he already had dunya he already had everything everything was already subservient so the followers of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam must understand that if we follow him things will become subservient also the solution for the ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not to draw a picture of jesus if they drew a picture of muhammad no when they draw a picture of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam even if it's bad it's like a child who can't draw it's like a, he still drew he tried so they're remembering muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if they burning the quran why they doing it they remembering islam if they doing things which are harmful in their minds they in actual fact are still remembering so there's no need to bomb the bus stops there's no need to you go and draw cartoons actually it's greater for us at that time when things like this happen to display sunnah an nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam if anything if you want to take to the streets leave the chanting leave the slogans walk with the sunnah talk the sunnah people will really understand then what is islam we ask allah to grant us the understanding and the ability inshallah tomorrow inshallah thumma inshallah we will begin with the body and the body parts and allah the intricate details of allah and I, I was going through it today, just a little bit of a problem I had in terms of the health-wise, but everything's okay now. So tomorrow, inshallah, and we'll continue with it on Sunday. Um, and then thereafter, we'll take a few other lessons from the Qur'an. We ask Allah to grant us all that which is understanding and goodness.